Hi guys, and welcome back to the 15th episode of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your one host, Rylan. And the other, Jordan. So, uh, if you missed our last week's episode, I would go back and look at the one, especially the bonus episode we did. We did a special um, trade deadline bonus, just talking in-depth about each deal. Um, we talked about every deal the week prior to the deadline, basically. Mainly it was like four days, but we're just going to say a week. Um, but no, so not a whole lot's happened. It's been about just over a, a week and a couple days since we last posted our previous news podcast. And some smaller news to talk about. Nothing too crazy in the NHL. Some interesting stuff, basically. Same as every week. It works. Exactly. So, I'll, uh, like we do every podcast, I'm going to throw it over to Jordan here. He's going to do his injury corner. And he's going to, with what we've seen and announced out for injury returns, he's going to try and uh, get some of those in too. Yeah, some, some new injuries, some updates to old ones. So, uh, I will throw it over to Jordan. Buffalo announced that Eichel won't return this season. Yeah, um, I mean, that was kind of, seemed inevitable at this point. He's been out for so long, it just seems more and more like he's going to leave Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it's not like they're doing good. So no, they're not really not. I mean, they're the first team <laughs> mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so yeah. that says enough about their team. Um, the Stars announced that Radulov won't return this season and he will require surgery for a core muscle injury. Yeah, it's, that's a big loss for the Stars, especially because they're right in the midst of pushing for the, that last spot, battling mm-hmm. with Chicago and Nashville. Yeah, it's uh, that's a big loss, but they have Tyler Sagan back. Mm-hmm. Can't really be too upset about that. So. Another one for the Stars. Ben Bishop won't return this season. They're resting his knee in the hopes of returning him next season. Yeah, that's that's huge. He's always had so many injury problems. Mm-hmm. And imagine how good mm-hmm. he would be. So he good. still is so good Like when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. It would take away the injuries. He's probably the best goalie in the league, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, he is that talented. If he did that on a consistent basis... Like, wouldn't doubt wouldn't have a doubt in my mind that he's one of the best if not the best so Linus Allmark is out week to week with a lower body injury yeah another injury for Allmark and he came back and kind of shifted Buffalo back into gear like mm-hmm. showed that they're still a National Hockey League team yeah they there's somebody who knows that yeah they, they were they were winning games they were not not a lot but they were still winning games yeah. at that point that's a big deal because they just lost 18 straight. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was performing. He was playing like a starting NHL caliber goalie. See, and, and it's more than that, I feel. It, he was playing like a number one, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, on a lot of teams. Right. Him healthy was fantastic. So uh, Buffalo needs to do everything they possibly can to keep him. Mm-hmm. But, so Kyle Ocoso underwent a successful surgery for a broken bone in his cheek so he's done for the season yeah um he just doesn't want to play anymore that's all i I can say from that i can understand it too because if you get hit into the boards like that if you hit your face into that or somebody hits their shoulder into that that would kill it would on the flip side though 
people with broken jaws no, play all the time, and you wear a shield. Mm. That, that's how you do it. He's older. I understand it. I'm not saying he has to play. I'm not calling him a pussy for yeah. not playing. Oh, either. you should play no yeah. matter what, unless you're Frankly, dying. I could like twist my fingernail. Yeah, exactly. and I wouldn't want to play exactly. for fucking Buffalo. It's, so it's I not, don't blame him. And he's if been you're there. not feeling 100, percent you don't want to play. Don't, especially for a team that doesn't even show any hope of getting better. Like that's that's the disappointing part. Like you're in Detroit. Yes, they're bad. Yeah. Detroit is a bad team, but they're taking strides. They're they're making themselves better. They're becoming a better hockey team each mm-hmm. each year. You can see that progression, and in Buffalo, we haven't seen it in ten years. <laughs> so, um, so Zach Hyman's gonna miss a minimum of two weeks with an MCL sprain following the hit from uh, Edler. Yeah. So, yeah, he got a suspension for that, Edlers. I'll go more into depth about the hit. Um, I'll just focus on the injury here. It's a big loss for the Leafs. I think Hyman is arguably their most important player. Yeah, truly a jack-of-all-trades. He is, and I'm not saying he's before everyone comes out and starts yelling at me saying, oh, Matthews, oh, but Marner, oh, but... Listen, he, he does everything for yeah, the team. he does the little He's stuff. the one that gets the puck out of the corners to those big players. He can play on the first line, he can play on the second line, he can drive a third line, he can drive a fourth line. That is the best player you need in Stanley Cup winning teams. Not saying that the Leafs are going to win with just because they have Hyman, but that it's Certainly those type of players that are most important. Yeah. So it, it's a loss, but he's going to be back for playoffs. I wouldn't be too worried about it mm-hmm. as long as he takes good care of it, which I don't see why he won't. So Grubauer tests positive for COVID, which means he'll be out for a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. Um, which you never know because some athletes have said after COVID they just haven't felt. Yeah, some haven't played the same after it, and it's... And some have been okay. Like, I, I want to... It's a big loss, but it isn't because of how comfortably they are. And Colorado's the, arguably the best team when they're healthy. Yeah. Um, them are Tampa, like they're number one or two, and I mean I guess you throw Vegas up there too, but they're a cup contender. Yeah, and he comes back for playoffs and he feels good. No yeah. worries, no world. So saying, uh, so Carey Price is set to miss at least one week due to concussion protocol. Yeah, this one was an interesting one because he played and he warmed up and then he just left. Yeah. Um, one of the recent games here, I can't remember what his last night or the one before, but. It's. I wouldn't be too worried about. I, I feel like he's just resting a bit, making sure he's healthy. Yeah. There. Look, listen. Montreal's not making the playoffs a hundred percent. They're not sold in, but there's a very good chance they're going to make playoffs. And they have Jake Allen yeah. as their starter right now, while Price is out. That's not a bad player. Yeah. Not a bad goalie yeah. at all. Price's impact truly gets shown in the playoffs. It, it does, and you need him healthy, yeah. rested and all that for playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's as long as it doesn't expand into a bigger concussion issue, no worries. So hopefully it just goes by smoothly this week off, two weeks, whatever reason. So Matthews is out currently day to day. This one, yeah, it's an interesting one. It sounds like a nagging wrist injury that's been bothering him since the start of the year, even maybe into the off season. Um if you remember when he was on that goal streak early in the season, he was 
the, the best goal scorer in the NHL by a mile. Mm-hmm. And he got that injury, and it took him back uh, a lot because he missed some time. And when he came back, he wasn't completely ready to just shoot the puck the way he does. Yeah, and that wrist shot is wrist truly his bread and butter. Right? Oh yeah, like he's so good at it. It's it sucks that he's out. Are right now? I think they need him in the lineup, but it sounds like he's back tonight. Yeah. Um, I I saw that he's playing on the top line, or he, he's obviously on the top line. Um, he's playing with Marner and Felino tonight, who's making his debut. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just a nagging injury. He might take a few games here and there off. They want him fresh for playoffs. Certainly. If Matthews is hot, this team has a chance. Yep. So. Um, Connor Garland suffers a knee injury at practice after hitting a hole or rut in the ice. He's week to week. Yeah. That's gotta suck. That sucks. Like, so unfortunate. A nothing play just skating and tweaks it. Ding. And, and it happens. I mean, I, speaking mm-hmm. from experience, I've had it happen multiple times yeah, you to just me. Catch. Where... I I popped my knee out, and then three weeks later, I was like, hey, I'm good enough to play. I did one button hook behind the net, and it went again. Um, it's just freak things sometimes happens. I wouldn't be too, too worried about it. But I don't know, frankly. It sucks for Garland, because yeah. he is so good. He is one of the only players on the Arizona team that can score. Yeah, And it, they're going to miss him, because they're still in the playoff hunt. I don't know if they're in a playoff spot right now. Um, I know they were a week or two ago, but it's a loss for them if they're trying to make playoffs. I, I'd say it's more of a bigger loss than not. So. Yeah. Um, Kapanen is back practicing, and he's set to return soon from his foot injury. Which is huge for the Penguins, because probably in that East division have had the worst luck with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, they have played, I believe, 11 or 12 defensemen this year, which is their whole AHL defense and NHL defense. They have played, I, I can't remember how many forwards it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was upwards of 19 or 20 forwards. Malkin's been injured long-term. Kapanen's been injured, and he's coming back. Um, Zucker lost a lot of time there. Crosby missed a little bit of time. Like... They they really need they get healthy they're gonna be a good mm-hmm. team and a hard team to face and Kapanen has been great for them he has been a really nice spark plug on that second line he can drive a line right another one that's they or sorry uh, welcoming back from injury is Blake Wheeler that's a that's a big one for the Jets uh, he got a concussion uh, a couple weeks ago I want to say it was three weeks ago. And he missed some time. It was very unknown when his timeline was going to be. It could have been within a day. It could right. have been within a week, two weeks, three weeks. Who knows? But it's looking like he's coming back. And he, obviously, he's their captain. He's the leader of the team. Yeah, big so they, impact. The, the Jets, the way the Leafs are playing right now, I, I don't want to do it completely off recency bias because the Leafs are the best team in the Canadian division, hands down. The Jets spark at the right time i don't see why they couldn't come out of they the have, canadian yeah. division so yeah, they have all the apps they do they have everything well it's not great defensemen at times but almost all the almost apps. all they have the best top one of the best top nines in the nhl when everyone's healthy and the best goalie in the nhl when he's on and yes so no no argument there uh it's great for him to be back for them so detroit announced that 
both Bertuzzi and Franz Nielsen are out for the rest of the season due to their injuries. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not too familiar with what their injuries are. It, it's unfortunate, but I think it's a blessing in disguise for Detroit. They get, yeah, they get there, there's 15 games left. They're going to play their young guys. Um, they're going to just swap, their rotate their youth, see who can potentially make the team next year. Mm-hmm. And that's all they're really looking for. So it just opens up roster player spots for young guys to maybe put their name on the board for, for next season. So... A few more Detroit injuries. Robbie Fabry is day-to-day, and Dylan Larkin is possibly out for the rest of the season. He's having a test on the day. Yeah, um, Robbie Fabry, that's really nothing to really cry about. Uh, he'll be back with him, like you said, day-to-day. Worst case, it's a week, mm-hmm. it's two weeks. And Certainly. Like, he, he's been very good for Detroit, and he'll still get some games in. But Larkin, that one sucks as their yeah. captain. Yeah. Um, you never want to lose, especially your captain. You don't want to lose any player, frankly. But yeah. uh, losing their captain sucks. We'll, we'll kind of dive more deep into that next week once we kind of have more information. Yeah, it's information it's very recent, so we're really unsure. Uh, Columbus announced that Nyquist is done for the rest of the season. They're going to rest him as he rehabs that shoulder injury. Yeah, they want him healthy for next year if they want to push. I don't know what direction Columbus are going in. I'm really confused yeah, about either. Columbus because they have some I don't really good pieces. I, I don't think they do either. I think they're kind of that bubble team where the, if they go hot at a point, they're going to be good. If yeah. they go cold, they're going to be in the basement. They're really in that middle ground of nobody knows what to think of them because, I mean, Zach Wierenski, if he comes back healthy and fully healthy, Great defenseman. Fantastic. Fantastic. Number one pairing defenseman. Seth Jones is a number one defenseman on most teams. Arguably one of one of the best right shot defensemen in the NHL. I understand he's got he's had a very bad season, but Columbus has had a pretty bad season. It's been a lot of drama there when Columbus usually doesn't get any news at all. So um they're they're in a really weird spot. They're kinda hoping he's healthy, um, has a good season next year. They are paying them a lot of money, so yeah. Uh, the last one, the Sabres, their forward, Jack Quinn, their forward prospect, sorry, Jack Quinn, he had a season-ending injury on his lower body, and he had surgery, which apparently went good. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. Hopefully that doesn't regress his career, because he is a good guy. Yeah, He's you good never want player. that for a good young guy. Yeah, he, he can shoot the puck. He had the best shot out of anyone in this past NHL draft. Um, everyone said he had an NHL-level shot, which, as an 18-year-old, is very, yeah, very impressive. Huge. Especially because he wasn't a top prospect. Yeah. He, like he's a, he's a first-rounder, but he's not a top-two like pick. Yeah. And he's... He's a very good hockey player. He's doing. He was doing very good in the AHL, and if Buffalo needs something, it's scoring. So yeah. hopefully he can uh, he can bounce make a big bounce back recovery from that injury. So, so, so that's your injury corner with Jordan, and just some news. Uh, or we'll, we'll talk about some milestones first. Let's let's hop right into. Some of that. Uh, Spencer Knight played his first game the other day for the Florida Panthers, and he got a win. Thirty-four out of, or sorry, thirty-three out of thirty-four saves, which is fantastic, fantastic. for yeah. a, I, I believe he's nineteen, um, nineteen or twenty. Uh, actually, I think he's twenty. Sorry, um, but uh, the twenty-year-old goalie that is awesome, and 
I wouldn't be looking at him to be Florida savior this year. Yeah. They're giving him games, giving him reps, and that's what you want when he gets. What you want time. when he gets a game time because it's looking like Drieger's gonna leave at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have three goalies and three really good goalies. Yeah. I might add. Well, but bro, okay, they have two really good goalies and one overpaid goalie that they can't afford not to play. Yeah, so it's it's very good. Um, for him, I hope he can play a lot next year but i wouldn't be surprised if he plays a lot of ahl games as well yeah um he needs to get just his, game time. he needs to get game time in it wherever yeah. ever like there isn't many players you can just jump right in after junior yeah. and like make a big impact especially, especially a goaltender yeah goaltenders really need practice 100 percent. it's all just practice yeah and it's a good start for him yeah exactly it's what you want to see so uh moving on to a player who got his first goal, which is Vasily Kratsov, um, who was a very highly touted prospect mm-hmm. um, back a year, two two years ago, I'd say he was very highly touted. Um, he, he, it took him a minute to get his feet used to this North American ice, but he's starting to play great. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game where he got his first goal, he's playing on the fourth line, and Chris Kreider was on the first line, and he... Him and Kreider switched. Um, Kratzov was having a great game. Kreider played like dog dick that game. So they played Kreider on the fourth line for a game and moved Kratzov up. Like That's all you can hope for these young players, especially for the Rangers. they got yeah. such a good young, young core. core. And if he can pro- progress into like a top six player, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, that'd be perfect, right? Like, they're going to be great. Um, but the, the biggest milestone news that I think everyone has heard of if you haven't then you've been living under a rock milan Um, lucic it's a thousand (laughs) games played isn't that fantastic (laughs) and he fought in his a thousand game um (laughs) well we're into lucic might as well talk about him first (laughs) the big grit grinder (laughs) goes out plays a thousand game and he fights uh oh what's his name sabrin dropped them too I, yeah and if if you don't know who lucic fought in sabrin if you remember back in the preseason game with ottawa versus the leafs or sorry it was the first game of the season ottawa versus the leafs um i believe it was not it might have been last season um the start of the year it was the guy that matthews tried to look at the back of his shirt to see who he is and then the Leafs signed him the next six months later <laughs> but anyways no uh that's impressive for Lucic I mean yeah. his contract is captain in the NHL and his size obviously yeah Lucic is a good player and I'm he is yeah what he brings to a bottom pairing is... what he brings exactly what he's a fourth liner he's a great fourth great liner. yeah exactly He's for five and a half million, he yeah. is not a good player. He's not a good player. <laughs> he's someone you'd like for like a million and a quarter. At most, yeah, yeah pretty exactly. much. And it's... It, yeah, he's had a really good career. Obviously, he fell right off when he went to Edmonton, which seems to be everyone that isn't named McDavid or Dreisaitl. Yeah, so um, but no, it's it's been an awesome career for him. And you also had another one. Before we get into mm-hmm. the big one, uh, you had another. Right. So, um, uh, I had two, I think. John Carlson hits 400 career assists. And Nikki Backstrom hits 1,000 played. Yeah. Um, Backstrom, no surprise there. They play 1,000. He's one of the best playmakers of this generation. Yeah. Uh, one of the most consistent players. Like, he's never been yeah. a top, top. 
He's never been a top five player in the league. Never even. I don't even know if he's been a top ten player in the league. But he's been top twenty. Yeah, he's never for the past good. twelve years. Exactly, like, and that's good. It, he's just consistent. He doesn't wow you with points. He doesn't wow you with amazing stuff. He just can feed the puck very, very exactly. well, and he's a very smart player. And then John Carlson with four hundred assists. Well, what do defensemen do that can't defend? They pass they, the puck. they pass the puck and score goals. So and that's what John Carlson is. Especially for, yeah. when you're a Norris level one, that means he's pretty good. At yeah, being he's just that. if. If he could defend, he would win a Norris almost every year. Oh, exactly right. But like, he is one of the worst top pairing defensive minded, or he's not even defensive minded. Um, worst in his own end pairing defenseman I've ever seen for a for a top player. But no, four hundred assists. That's crazy good for a yeah. defenseman, and he's. Um, I will never forgive John Carlson though for what he did in twenty ten. Uh, if you don't know, Canada and the World Juniors lost after winning like six straight or something like that in overtime to guess who oh john fucking carlson so i'll never forgive him for that but no what a career he's had absolutely but moving on to illustrious careers mm-hmm. patty marlowe yeah um huge career huge career uh, just a pat on the back to him for he passes gordy Howe for games played which looks wrong yeah already it looks so wrong doesn't look right but the Saskatchewan born boy, um, not far from where we are actually. He's uh, he did it. He played the most games. He had a very good career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an elite player for many years. Yeah, certainly. never got the cup. It doesn't look like he's ever no, gonna I get it. So. I really don't think he will unless he signs like as a thirteenth forward on like some random like Tampa and plays fifteen yeah, games exactly. a year like. It seems like he's pretty much not going to get that cup, which is unfortunate for his career. But at least he's going out with a record that nobody thought would be beaten. But to to bring it back to Gordy Howe, <laughs> is Gordy Howe played until he was 50, first of all. <laughs> so that's crazy. As well as Gordy Howe had played an additional 400 games in the WHL, mm. which was a very highly touted professional league, like yeah. right neck and neck right. with the NHL. They were threatened, like the NHL was threatened to being lost to them. It didn't come close to that, but still, like that's crazy. So nobody's ever going to beat Gordy Howe's actual pro yeah. type career like that, but it's still Marlowe. Um, to do it nowadays too, yeah. t- players are so fast, and so good so at athletic. a young age too. Yeah, these young kids dominate the league, and he's still kicking it. Yeah, but hey, it's it's also because he's been such a good skater his whole life. I but I wouldn't be surprised if this is last season playing the league. But like I said, the best way to go out is to break a record that people thought was pretty unbreakable. Yeah. So and the Leafs gave him a really, really nice tribute video. I didn't know if they, they did. did. I, I, I did that. see that. I saw uh, Matthews and Marner talking about it. I got a good chuckle out of that. I, I got a good chuckle out of Mr. Joe Thornton in the background. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, always supporting his teammate. Yeah. And Joe Thornton's a good, funny guy. Yeah, great guy. And I imagine he's just a, a fucking hell of a guy to have in the locker. Oh, I believe it. And I mean, his reputation and how he is is what keeps him in the lineup right now because he's performing pretty poor. Um, but no, 
Uh, just just an incredible achievement for Marlo, and we want we had to talk about him, especially being from Saskatchewan. That might put Saskatchewan on the map of Americans for once. For a second or two. Because I have had... Actually, there's... I'm going to tell a story quick of one, which we don't do much on this podcast, but I uh, I went to my first NHL game in Chicago, and I'm so excited. I was going to see the Penguins, and you can't tell by watching other Ernest and Eric episodes. It's my favorite team. And they... Uh, Penguins got absolutely piped. Like... <laughs> 10-1. It was a year after I think they won the cup too or something. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, I flew all this way to watch your team play and they get smoked. Absolutely smoked. But I was sitting behind these guys who were diehard Chicago fans and cheering away and they were talking to me throughout the game asking me all these questions and apologizing for Chicago absolutely thumping the Penguins. And they go, yeah, so are, are you from Pittsburgh or what? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm from Saskatchewan. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then we go back watching the game. Ten minutes later, they turn around and they're like, holy fuck. I'm like, what? They're like, I just figured out where you're from. I'm like, yeah. It's like, I had to Google where the fuck you were from. So that if that doesn't tell you that Americans have no clue what Saskatchewan is, I don't know what else does. We're the place above Minnesota. You know where <laughs> Minnesota is. <laughs> right above North Dakota. Um, but no. So moving on to some, some news around the league. Um, some some news in uh, Toronto, sorry. I was trying to say Chicago. <laughs> told that story. Uh, Felino is going to start on the top line, like I mentioned, with the injuries. They played Matthews and Marner tonight. Playing his first game tonight. Yeah, so we'll I saw. See. I saw a picture. He was wearing his uh, dad's hat from the '93, I think, yep. season. Yeah, '93 season. Which is pretty cool to see. Which was awesome to see. He said he uh, had to bring a, a little old Felino back to Toronto with him. So he, he did that. And uh, moving on with more about the Leafs, I I think we should go in depth about this. How in the fuck? Do you lose to a team who hasn't played in 34 days? The COVID Canucks. The COVID Canucks beat the best team in Canada twice. First game was just... It was it was fine and it's bad because they were complaining about having to come back. And they play. were they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They weren't they, ready. Like a lot can, of people were saying that a lot of the I guys know, can barely like breathe. I know Bo, Bo Horvat was very outspoken saying the so, guys yeah. sucked at practice. Yeah, they they weren't ready. He's like you expect, and JT Miller came out and said, "Do you expect us to have one professional practice and jump in to the play these? Oh, excuse me, to play these guys who yeah. have been playing for the past month." When we have been sitting at home just trying to get over this. Yeah, exactly. It, it's ridiculous. And it, it's embarrassing. It frankly is embarrassing that the Leafs lost that. And last game was one of the worst goaltending performances I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was bad. Like one of the worst ever. It was so bad. And they got smoked like 6-3. And the... It was so bad that the Canucks announcers were laughing at the way the Canucks scored goals. I mean, they it, threw it from the corner and would score. It was so bad that Braden Holtby had to throw it back to 2017 and be amazing again for a yeah. game or two. And he did. 
He, he was that, very that good. That cartwheel save was fucking beautiful. Yeah, in the first game, that was great. That was gorgeous. Um, he, he played very, very well. And if he, if he plays like that well, that's for like, the next that's year, Holby, right? like, they are going to have the best tandem in the yeah. NHL because Demko is lights out good. Yeah, and exactly. I am high on this Demko kid. I think he's going to be... So too. I think he's going to win a Vesna. I think he's that good. Um, and if... if Holtby can do it too. Frankly, it's whether if he finishes the whole season like this, I don't see a world Seattle doesn't take him. Yeah, exactly. Which is unfortunate. But no. Um I, I, I do want to stay on the Canucks a little bit more too. Are are could they make playoffs? I statistically, yes. I'm gonna say yes. Statistically, yes. Mo- they are five games back of Montreal. I think and they're too if, much internal issues. Like I saw apparently there was like two grand raised in a GoFundMe that ended up flying a fucking uh, banner from Pittsburgh to somewhere that said fucking fire Jim Benning or something like that. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) Um, But if... I think it flew to Chicago. I don't know. uh, If... I don't know. This Vancouver team, they're playing so good right now. And I get it. They're coming back. You win two games. I shouldn't even say they're playing so good. They, they really are playing. They're feeling great, good. But they're feeling good. They have a chance to make playoffs. But they have like 19 games in like 30-some days. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot of games for anyone. Yeah. And they're professional athletes that get paid to do this yeah, day exactly. in, day out. I don't think they will. I don't either. But it, if Montreal slips... It'd be cool. I, I, I mean, they can. They can do it. They, they I think they have the best chance out of the Canadian teams... Yeah. To make it out of the bottom three, being Calgary, Ottawa, and themselves, so we'll see. But I, I, it was just something everyone's talking about. I kind of wanted to clear the air and say like, there's a chance, but no, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. Mathematically, there's a chance. Mathematically, but... there's a chance they have if they win these next five games in hand that they do. Even the best teams, they're off. If there. you put that many games in that short of time someone will get tired and need a rest and then you're gonna put somebody who's not yeah, normally in the lineup in the lineup right it, it's it's just gonna be a struggle for them um i don't think they'll do it i think montreal montreal's not great don't get me wrong they're they're playing okay um but they're better than, yeah they're not the, the canucks dug themselves in a hole and we've been saying it all year on this yeah. podcast that they had been start of their season start of their season poor. was way too bad for a team that went that almost went to the conference finals. Um, they need next year need a bounce back year. And frankly, I'm gonna throw out Patterson right now. He needs to do better. Yeah, true. He has not been great. Yeah, at, he really needs to step season. up as a number. He one. needs to step up as a number one center. And I get it. Yeah, Bohorvat too, who's can play that number one center role for sure. But Bohorvat's a shutdown center. He plays a shutdown role. Yeah, he's not out there to score a hundred points in eighty two games. Yeah. Not that Patterson has ever done that, but he's got that upside. Yeah, certainly. He's got he, 100% he has that upside. He needs to prove it. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of pressure on him, and I'm not going to... Yeah, I mean, he is the guy. In he is their forward to build around, but he needs to prove it yeah. again, like he does. So just kind of wanted to throw that out there, the Canucks, and then uh, wanted to throw it over to another team that almost had the worst upset ever in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh goes in, was absolutely lighting New Jersey on fire the other night. 
They were up six nothing going into the third period, and then and they won seven six. Yeah, seven six. That is pathetic. By the way, they are the first team in NHL history to allow five goals in the third period, which has happened two hundred and seventy four times, and win. They're the first team to ever win. Every other team zero two hundred and seventy three. Pittsburgh now changed it to one two hundred and seventy three. I would still say I don't like the odds in that increasing. No, not at all. <laughs> if you let five in in the third, you're probably getting shelled. You're probably getting shelled. And frankly, though, like Pittsburgh went so good. I watched the first half of the game. Fucking great. I mean, and I mean, New Jersey wasn't great. I mean, Dumoulin scored from the center ice, but still, um, they were playing good. They were making crisp passes, and then just they fell asleep yeah. for fifteen minutes. And that's all it takes, especially and, in And that's all it takes. It These are professional hockey league players. I don't care if you're Tampa Bay yeah. playing Buffalo when they were on their 18-game losing streak. You decide, I don't care. Buffalo decides they want to win, to play. They're going to beat you. Yeah. They are going to beat yeah. you as bad as they can be. They're going to beat you. So it's, it's very bad. <laughs> but the Penguins can score. And that's that's huge for them. If they can tighten up defensively, yeah, then this shouldn't be an issue. They were also playing New Jersey, and uh, sticking on Pittsburgh too. I do want to mention this too, that they have the best record in the East against the top four teams or top three teams because they are in the top four by a lot too, by like four wins, <laughs> which is crazy. Most of the other teams are around five hundred. Um, I know. The Capitals are like nine and eight or nine and nine. The Islanders are nine and nine. Um, Boston, I believe, are like ten and seven of something, and Pittsburgh are like fourteen and like eight or something like that, which is crazy good for a team that that's who you're gonna be playing in yeah. a short month. Yeah, exactly. So you want to be good against the better teams. Exactly, and I, I've talked to a few Islanders fans who. They they are probably the best team in that division, especially for playoffs. Um, they said that the Penguins are the only team they're actually scared of to play in the playoffs, which is crazy to say for a team that's so good defensively mm-hmm. and a team they'd be playing is so reliant on offense. Yeah. But no, just kind of wanted to throw that stat out there for you guys and the fact that not that this top four is gonna stay the same it's looking like the rangers the rangers are playing really well right now and they could dethrone uh boston and which is funny because it's kind of roughly my prediction of how i think things are going are going almost to a t mm-hmm. um except for the flyers not being first <laughs> far out um but no um it, it's a tight race in the in the east there I just don't think any of those Eastern teams will win because they have to play each other. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason. They have the hardest division. Like, I get the Central's doing good. Like, they got Tampa, Florida, Carolina, who are all in top. I don't see a world Florida goes past the first, second, yeah, past exactly. the second round like, against either but, yeah, Tampa or Carolina. They heavily rely on Barkov and uh, Huberto. Uh, yeah, 100%. You know, somebody and, locks one of them up, and and that could be, you know, the series. Yeah, it could be. They, they, they're playing very well this year. Um, and they are a legit playoff no, team, certainly. but they're but they're a few they're, pieces away. From it, they're also there. playing against two teams that are arguably some of the best teams in the top five in the in the league yeah. in Carolina and Tampa. Yeah. Especially like Tampa is the best team in the league. They're the champions. They yeah, exactly. they won. So 
until they're dethroned, they're still the champions. Yeah. Um, moving on to some Team Canada news for the World Championship. It's looking like, I believe we talked about this like two, three episodes yeah. ago, um, that Roberto Luongo is the GM for Team Canada. He's going to pick the championship team. If you don't know what that is, it's the kind of uh, international tournament where at dur- that happens during the playoffs where players come in who didn't qualify for playoffs or got knocked out early are allowed to play, keep playing throughout the summer if they want to. So, um, like Jack Eichel, let's use him even though he's injured. Let's say he's healthy. One of the best players, centers in the league, mm-hmm. probably top 20 easily, easily. And he could play on Team USA, even though Buffalo is out already, yep. if he wants to. So that's what it is. Um, and Luongo's the GM, and it's looking like Shane Doan to be the assistant. Exciting, too. Which is, which is awesome, because I grew up watching those no, two yeah, players. Exactly. Um, I, exactly. Like, Bobby Lou, obviously, is my favorite goaltender of all time. And, and Shane Doan is, is a huge legend to me. I mean, certainly yeah, yeah. the greatest Coyote ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, for for longevity and how long he was there and all that. Yeah, I'd I'd hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Um, obviously they had some others. Yeah, like certainly players, in, like Jr. Yeah, and talent. Such, I'm sure they're but, better. But in terms of serving the team, yeah, he he and yeah. he still does, and he's he's a part of the team. And somehow I think he's like hop, yeah, like he, operations he, he or something like that. Something. Um, I can't remember what it is, but no, uh, just some news around there. And then uh, well, let's throw it down to some CHL hockey. Um, the OHL officially canceled their season for 2020-2021. Uh, I think we kind of saw that coming with yeah. all the restrictions and Ontario going in lockdown for a third time. Um, it was it pretty sense. obvious. It is very unfortunate because but there's some good players that certainly really wanted to get some games in. And there's some top prospects that haven't even played a game. And they're still like up there. They're dropping in the draft because of lack because of, of games. It, yeah. But it's just unfortunate. Like, see, another year development gone yeah. for some of these kids. And especially for someone like Shane Wright, who it's he, not his draft year yet, it's in 2021, 2022. But it's like, that's such a important piece he's yeah. 17 he's got to be he's a been he great last year it is exceptional status year and he needs to he needs those games so we'll see how everything pans out um i'm hoping that the u18 championship a lot of these kids can kind of come in obviously it won't be the draft eligible players i, I don't believe but it, it's just unfortunate um nobody likes to see these kids not get to pan play out their dream and yeah exactly and all that um and, and what they love exactly um and sticking with the the chl the whl announced that they won't host the playoffs this year right. um, so they're gonna finish their season they're gonna finish their season not gonna do a playoff not gonna do a playoff no no board or anything it, it, it's to get kids playing yeah and, and the which right they goal. did good they I, as bad as I wanted a playoff, because, oh boy, did I want Connor Bernard. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that. That kid is fucking yeah, unbelievable. Exciting. I don't know if we've talked about him on the podcast, but I know Jordan and I have talked about him between ourselves. And that kid is shattering mm-hmm. exceptional status records. He had like a point, a 1.89 points per game. Co- to put it in perspective, Connor McDavid had just over a, a 1.0 something. Mm-hmm. In his exceptional status year, 
He was just over a point per game, and Bedard almost went two points a game. As a 15-year-old in the toughest junior league. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say talent. Talent-wise, it's not, but WHL's huge yeah. players. Most yeah. of the defensemen in the WHL, if you haven't seen, are like six foot two plus. Yeah. Like the, a lot of guys are six foot five. Yeah, they're, there's yeah, some big say, guys. There's there's six five two thirty pound guys that are bullying. Oh them. yeah, it's it, it's some big kids play in this league, and um and he's tiny. He's pretty tiny. Yeah. He's fifteen. He's fifteen. Um right. and and he just dominated. Absolutely right. dominated. So uh it's just unfortunate though that the the WHL will not be doing the playoffs. Right call, but yeah. Right call, but it's just unfortunate. Just this damn COVID's kind of ruining everything here. Um, uh, some news in Vancouver that I forgot to bring up earlier, though. Uh, I feel like we have to talk to, about the Edler news. Right. That he, uh, yeah, some, I'm, I'm very disappointed in what he did. I don't know what to make of this. Two-game suspension, if, I, I should break it down. If you didn't see the hit, um, Hyman was skating down the boards and Edler was kind of there. Yeah. Didn't really stick his knee out. He went for a hit. It was an intentional knee, but it was knee on knee. And as you yeah earlier, the MCL sprain to Zach Hyman is, it, the is the result of it. But Edler's been caught in this a couple times. He yeah, has thrown some time. ugly knees, um, which if you don't know, that is if you've never experienced or never seen, is the hurts. dirtiest thing you can do in hockey, arguably. Even in sports. In just sports, yeah. Hurts. Um, in, in fact, the the reason... it A lot of people don't know this because I don't bring it up much, but I have a lot of knee problems. That's why I couldn't pursue any sports as a reason. And I, I wasn't that great. <laughs> I'd like to think I was. Um, but that's exactly how I busted my knee the first time is I got knee on knee in hockey and I popped it right out of place and it, it hurt like a fucking bitch. Um, so if there are any kids watching, do not ever stick your knee out. Yeah. Protect one, knees. It, it, it could backfire and you could be the one on the ice hurt and it Depends on where you get hit in the yeah, knee. If you is. hit someone else wrong in the knee, you could be done for the rest of your life. No, you could exactly. hardly walk. Yeah. So it's it's an awful thing to do. And it's just such a dirty play. Just don't do it. Yeah. If he gets past you, he gets past you. Worry about that. Worry about fixing it the next play rather than trying to stop it with your fucking knee. It's just a dirty play. Not a fan of it, as you can tell. Um, I think two games was warranted. However... Defending Edler, he didn't mean to do it. Yeah. He didn't mean to do it. It was unfortunate. Yeah. But he put his knee in the wrong spot. And that's basically what went wrong. Yeah, there. he has to he has to face the consequence, but it, it certainly would have been much worse had it been intentional. Exactly. So just kind of some that's that's our only suspension this week, surprisingly. Um another thing I do want to bring up about suspensions, McDavid needs to keep his fucking elbows down. I, I see a lot of people are diving a lot more, and I oh, know. Did you it, see the video of Corey Perry? Which one? Uh, like a couple days ago. I don't think so. Oh, I can't remember who it was. They were just skating beside each other, and he puts his like arm in Corey Perry's face, and Corey Perry, being Corey Perry, obviously had to like fillet him. Yeah. Like he'd got button. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I with me, David. I'm not like harping on him. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He needs to keep his fucking elbows down because he's gonna start getting suspensions. Yeah. 
and if he misses games, the Oilers lose. Yeah, frankly, exactly. I mean, that's all. No, yeah, he, that's what true. happens. He is their best player. He's probably he is the greatest offensive player ever. Like, and I'm putting that hands down right now. He, yeah, with he everything is. he brings to the team. I I know he's only 24 and doesn't have a thousand points yet. Trust me, he's, well, I mean, he's, he's the best skater. He's the best skater ever. Yeah, um, him or Crosby, hands down. Um, I Crosby would, offers Cros- different things, different like different skating. And yes, such. um, and it's he is so good, but he needs to like. I understand he's frustrated, and he's getting more and more frustrated because the Oilers aren't winning. I I mean they're in a playoff spot though. Like, I'd that's, be frustrated on the Oilers. I, I'd be frustrated too. Um, but he needs to keep stamina elbows down, yeah. like. That you don't want to catch a bad one with that. You don't want to catch a bad one with that. He's already on the list. Yeah, exactly. The PA, the safeties list. So he needs to yeah. cool it a little bit there. Yeah. Um, one bad elbow and he's looking at a couple games, yeah, es- right? It's especially with the like behind the play stuff where a guy's just tracking him yeah. and he just throws an elbow to get space. And I'm not a big fan of that because that's not that I like how soft the game can be now but it's there's other ways there's, of doing there's other ways to do it you don't need to elbow someone uh just kind of something i wanted to throw out there uh moving on to we're talking about a good team or a bad team first let's go bad let's go bad uh columbus blue jackets <laughs> um or should we say the tortorella blue jackets are in shambles and unsurprisingly they've had a very bad year Big injuries, obviously. Players not playing how they should be playing. Um, but Max Domi, very interesting player. Um, seems like he's not happy anywhere he goes. No. He he seems he's starting to seem a little bit like a problem player a little bit, where it's mm-hmm. his way. If he doesn't get what he wants, he throws a tantrum and leaves. Um, and it's looking like he's going to get traded again. And by the way, Montreal traded him for Josh Anderson. Not that Josh Anderson is necessarily worth his contract Montreal's paying him, but he's a good fucking player. Yeah. And he can score 20. Easy. Yeah. If he's playing full season. Um, It's an interesting... With what happened, why he got health health bombed, um, he had a very bad game. He took two bad penalties and decided to fucking ragdoll Connor Murphy. Because why not? I'm Taidomi, Taidomi's son, and he was frustrated. He's a very hard on his sleeve player. He very much likes that to do that. But no, it's a uh, so he gets scratched unsurprisingly for making a stupid penalty and throwing a tantrum. But at the same time, how do you expect to win? Well, I mean, how when do you you're main- not playing these players? How do you maintain? team morale when you're benching your guys exactly i understand if for example if you have a team meeting and somebody shows up like an hour and a half late or doesn't show up at all i understand that that there's a precedent you're setting but if somebody plays bad i don't think you bench them no i think you talk to them and try to change it so that it doesn't happen i get it some people are having a bad game you lower their ice time a little bit yeah exactly um, I like a, like I literally talked about with the Chris Kreider and, exactly. and Kratzel. Kreider playing the, very bad. I'm so sure he didn't did, say a single word either. Didn't say a word. What they did, put him on the fourth line. They're like, hey, Kratzel's playing good. 
you're kind of not playing great right now. You're going to get a little bit less ice time right now. But you'll have it back next yeah, game probably. It's just this game. Like, it's... You got to play who's playing good. Yeah. That's the, the sport. You sport, are playing yeah. to win. Yeah. And it's a professional sport. There's Especially with money involved. Yeah. And, and people certainly go on streaks of whether they're they're hot or cold. Yeah. Right? Um, but you just can't, like... Tell the guy he's shit. Yeah, and then bench him, right? Like, like, like that just ruins a player's yeah. fucking confidence. Um, and that's the thing with Torts. Like, if you bring him in, you better hope you win. Yeah. Because he will push every ounce he can out of all your players to hopefully make them win. But if you don't, it's going to be toxic after. Because yeah. he does not leave places in great terms. Um, not awful terms, but... He leaves with a few faces unhappy. Uh, yeah, and there's always going to be players that coaches don't like or whatever, but it's half the team at this point. And we all know Torts is done. He's he's leaving Columbus at the end of the season. And if they sign him back, then wow. Like, I, I don't know how you can... Shows that they're more committed to the if, coach if, than the players. Yeah, the if, if, they, if they bring Torts back... Then they're gonna last in the league. Yeah. I think maybe not last, but bottom certainly, bottom five. Certainly, they won't do good. No. So, uh, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there um, that Max Domi is looking for a new team. Um, <laughs> so, if you like toxic players, yeah. So, if you like someone that throws tantrums from time to time, and by the way, I'm a, I'm a Domi fan too. So, oh, he's good. He's, yeah, he's, he's a good, good player. Just, yeah. You throw tantrums, get cold. Yeah. Um, moving on to a good team. The Vegas Golden Knights, who are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. And wow, have they played good. Mm-hmm. Um, they are an elite team. That's that, That's just it. That's They're just such it, an elite yeah. team. They are just missing a top-line center. Yeah. If they could figure out someone to play between Pacioretty and Stone, yeah. who's elite, yeah. oh, they'd be good, man. And they would win the cup, yeah. without a doubt. They have the best tandem in the league. Oh, certainly. Without a doubt. They're paying them a lot of money, surprisingly. Actually, they're paying them less than Montreal. That's <laughs> but, funny. Um, oh, but still, right, they are paying a lot of money. I believe they're paying about $13 million. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is like, what, six and a half? It's like seven something. I, I believe it's about seven, maybe six seventy five or whatever. And Leonard's making like five million bucks. Yeah. But they're good. They're good, yeah. <laughs> Very good. They're worth the money. They are. Um, whoever doesn't play good one night, okay, we'll put our other starting goalie in that. Yeah, exactly. We'll put our other Vezina caliber uh, Stanley Cup winning goalie in that and Flurry. Or we'll put in our. Uh, I don't know if I think Leonard did win the Vesna. We'll put our Vesna winning goalie in that. Like That'd be like benching Markstrom for Connor Ellibuck. <laughs> literally, like it's it's you win. You're fine. <laughs> You're yeah, fine. Exactly. So just something I wanted to throw out. I just wanted to throw some nice little uh, compliment to Vegas there. Uh, how good they're playing, and but before. We talk about more Vegas stuff with uh, we got some interesting news with the Robin Leonard news. Uh, he 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 had a nice little press conference. Uh, we'll show you guys the clip here right now. But being lied to us about things changing to for kind of force us to take the vaccine, unacceptable. And to now when we have taken the vaccine to have the excuse of saying, nah, it's not we're not changing because of competitive advantage. 
It's outrageous. So that's what I had to say today. And thank you for your time. And so, so that was Robin Leonard talking about how the league uh, lied to them, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the, the big news about it is basically they didn't get they, – they were forced to get vaccinated, he said. Yeah. Um, the league was very hard on them to get vaccinated. And him, as someone who has mental health yeah, issues – that's where the big issue comes in is, is not that they're the forcing of vaccinations, but the, like, like he said is the restrictions were supposed to lessen for those that were vaccinated. And that was the point of getting vaccinated. Yes. And that didn't happen. And like you mentioned, Robin Leonard is somebody who struggles with mental health. Yeah. It's, that's an issue. Yeah. He has a one bipolar. Um, and he talked about it, man. He talked about never playing again yeah. at one point. And they won the Vesna the next year. He is an elite goalie. Um, yeah, and these are people, and, right? And he's, like, a, he's a person. Like, that's just it. And he even, like, like you, if, if you go and watch the full interview, we just showed you a little clip of it. But it he is unhappy. They broke their promise. Yeah. You can't be sitting isolating like this. The like, NHL the, People don't work this way. And the NHL can't promise their players this and not. But what the NHL came out and said was that they never promised their players this. They're coming out trying to say they never promised that they loosen stuff and restrictions of it. And it's and that's all not the point, right? It's, like the worst thing about this is is it's all political. Yeah, it's just a PR it's thing. Stupid. Everyone needs to stop with politics yeah, making a- it impactful and what it doesn't need to be impactful for yeah like you just said, fucking it's, cool it it's it's about the players mental health it, it is it's about their living right? it this is about people we are people nobody gives in in all the essence of the world nobody gives a shit if you are pro-vaccine anti-vaccine pro-mask anti-mask whatever you are in the grand scheme of things nobody cares what people care about is being happy healthy and the people and, they care about, right? Exactly. They they care about getting through it all, mm-hmm. about going through the hardships. Just like I said, being happy and healthy. Those are the two most important things in everyone's lives. Yeah, and a lot of them also just want to go home to their families. It, it, it's it's pathetic, and this whole stuff needs to stop. And I know it's never going to just because one, uh, one. So and so called yeah, analyst podcaster, so some some twenty year old podcaster, says that this is all stupid. It's not just going to change. Nobody gives a shit what I have to say. Yeah. But you could be LeBron James, and it won't change. It. And it won't change a thing. But if you are listening to this, those are the two most important things: yeah. health and happiness. Nothing about who did the wrong thing. Yeah, we're people. We do the wrong thing all the time. I do the wrong thing probably damn near every day. <laughs> it's it happens. Yeah. We gotta stop blaming people. Yeah. For that. Doing better next time. And we need to start focusing. And another thing, I think we need to start focusing a lot more on mental health. Yeah. Um, especially with the players. Especially, in the especially with players in the league, and with with everyone. It, it's not a. It, I know people are getting, we're all getting better with this and everyone's opening up about yeah, it. Yeah, and there's a lot more athletes it, that are starting to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it, it needs to be okay to talk about this stuff. 
And and that's why I applaud Robin Leonard. Yeah, that's no, certainly. He is such an inspiration to so many players who have yeah. so many players, so many kids, fans, whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's not easy to go up there and a talk for one. Just go up there and talk. That is hard. But b go up there and talk about your personal issues and stuff that you struggle with. Yeah, it's it, it needs to be a, a lot more awareness mm-hmm. out in the league and and in the world. But we need to start somewhere. So yeah, I, I'm just glad he spoke out about his discomforts with the league, about how they lied to him. Yeah. And, and that's the start, right? Maybe, it, it's maybe a, him speaking causes somebody else to speak. Exactly. So that's all we can hope for. Um, but but before we end this podcast, we, we just have a few more things to talk about. Um, I've got some signings that I do want to bring up really quick here. Um, and then also, after I'm done the signings here... We're going to be doing something a little bit different on the podcast. It's not going to be hockey related. Um, if, if So at, once I'm done the signings and stuff, we talk about it. That'll be the end of the hockey talk. And we'll be talking about the European Super League, uh, which is soccer related in, in Europe. And big news about it. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to. But we encourage you to, yeah, to try. Sports it's news. a huge sports news. And it's it'll, very... It'll and, affect the world of money in and sports. 100%. Anyway. And honestly, I would love DM us what your views yeah. are. Yeah. Because I'd love to hear different aspects of There's it. Especially of, people who are uneducated about it. You don't have to be educated. There's lots of opinions about it right yeah. now. Yeah. We're going to try and talk about the broadness of it. Just kind of break it down. And I want you guys to kind of... If you have... If you want to DM us, whatever they tweet us, and at, at the couch on ice, and we we'll discuss it probably next week a little bit. But it's just an interesting subject. So before we get into all that, I will go into the signings that happened. So a couple extensions and just some ELCs um, signed. So uh, the Devils signed uh, Alexander Holtz to an ELC contract. Um, it. I'm not sure if all these ELCs are going to be playing this year. It's really undetermined. Yeah, um, they could be for next year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Holtz a game or two. Um, another player who gets one is Lucas Raymond. Um, that's what yeah, I'm more intrigued about. I think, yeah, both picked very high in this previous draft. I think Raymond will probably get a game yeah. or two. Yeah, I think as he's long as he's not... I don't know what it's looking like in his league in Europe. Right. Um, he plays for... Oh, who's he playing? He plays in the SHL. Um, he plays in the Swedish Hockey League. But so we'll. I'm not sure when his season ends or playoffs, how that right. works. But if he is able to come over before then, I would not be surprised. No, I'm pretty sure it just ended though. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure he'll come over and he'll play a couple games, see how he does. Um, as well, the Oilers signed Dylan Holloway to an ALC. Um, he who is fantastic. He was, uh, I believe, he's the runner up or one of the runner-ups for the Hobie Baker. Um, he had a crazy good year in college. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some games as well. And then finally, for the last of the ELCs, uh, the Leafs signed Rodion Amirov, who was their first-round pick in this previous draft as well, who plays in Russia. Um, I don't see him coming over and playing at all. Yeah. What I've understood was about this, because I've, I've heard more about the Amirov um, signing is that they have a deal with his team in the KHL or the junior version of the KHL or whatever it is, um, that if he doesn't make the Leafs, they loan him back to Russia. So if he's not in the Leafs next year, 
he's playing in Russia. You won't be playing Which is in exactly Russia. what they want. Which is what they'll want. And it's what Amirov wants. I'm yeah. sure the Leafs would want to keep him in the yeah. Marley system. If you're not playing in the NHL, you want to be with either the affiliate team or, in the last case, with your, yeah, your home might, club. Exactly. Um, so those are just a couple of ELC contracts signed. Um, like I said, I think Holtz and um, Amirov, I'm not sure if they'll play at all. Um, I think Holloway might get a game or two um, to see how he is. I know he's probably going to play in uh, Bakersfield first. And then Raymond, I I, he should. I really think as long as everything's done with the season in the SHL, yep. I think he'll play. Yep. Um, and then just some a couple contract extensions. Um, not, nothing too crazy. Uh, Labushkin from the Arizona Coyotes, a big defenseman, he signs a one-year $1.35 million extension. Um He's just a big, strong defenseman. It's cheap, which is good for Arizona because um, they have no money. <laughs> and it's really just a small signing, but one less player to worry about. So that's an upside. Um, the Caps extended Connor Sheary to a two-year, $3 million extension with a 1.5 AAV. Uh, that's a great signing. Yeah, that's what you want Very good third Second liner. Um, I watched him a lot with the Penguins. He played with Crosby a lot and was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He is a very good player. He can score in the playoffs. He's not going to wow you. He's not going to dance around everyone. He's not going to throw a no-look pass every second game. He's not going to snipe 20 in a year. But he's money for 10, 15 goals a year. Yeah. And, and he puts almost every pass on target. Yeah, and he, he just plays good hockey. Yeah. He's a very good middle six player. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the big signing extension, Adam Lowry signs a five-year, $16.25 million extension with the Jets, uh, an AAV of 3.25. And that is a very good contract very for good. Adam Lowry. He is a third-line center for them who has been awesome. Or wing center, left wing center, whatever it is. Whatever he needs. To he, play. he plays both. Um, he's a pilot. He's a good penalty killer. They got him on a reasonable contract, and that means they're gonna probably keep most of their top six, if not all of it, yeah. or top nine. Sorry. Yeah. Um, which is great because Winnipeg is arguably the best top yeah. nine in the league. So, uh, that's a good contract. And then finally, uh, the Sabers signed Jason. Uh, Kermanos to an associate GM role. So just to help out the rookie, uh, Kevin Adams, the rookie GM. I'm, I'm not as familiar with him. I know The only was... thing I know is that at one point he was with the Penguins organization. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I was about to say too. Uh, that's all I know about him. Um, I know he was on the Penguins organization. I'm sure he's just there for guidance, here to yeah. help. Because um, yeah, with... that team needs some big improvements. And know what? And Kevin Adams I, hats looks off good. Hats off to the the Sabers for actually listening and signing some staff. Yeah, they are far from done. I hope, yeah. but it's the right. It's direction. a start. It's the right direction. Start signing some staff that knows what they're doing. Yeah, even you don't best... need to build a championship contending team. You need to build a team that can contend. And even the smartest coaches need valuable insight. Hundred percent. Um. So we'll we'll see how uh, how that does, and with Kevin Adams, I'm still unclear on how he is as a general manager because he's he didn't get a lot at the deadline, which is bad. He gave Call a no move clause, which is bad idea clearly, and gave him up for nothing. 
fucked. His worse. hands were tied, but he tied his own hands. Yeah. I'm really unsure. He's going to make mistakes. That's how you start. That's how you start. Every GM makes mistakes. The best GMs of all time. good moves, right? Exactly. You got to make... It's more important that you make memorable moves than memorable mistakes. Right. So, uh, we'll just see how uh, how that goes. And But that that is the end of the hockey talk on this podcast. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll just kind of shuffle into the, the soccer news. Like I said, um, if you, if you don't feel like listening to this portion, you don't have to, but we do really encourage that you do because it's very yeah. big news. Quick, but important. Quick, important. And also after we're done, DM us on your opinion. Who do you think was in the right? Who do you think was in the wrong? Um, but anyways, let's get into it. So European Super League, um, if you are unsure about how soccer works at all league-based, uh, I will just give you a very quick, speedy tutorial. They are have many major leagues in every facet of Europe. Yeah, um, and we're, we're just going to talk about Europe right now. There's other yeah, ones there's in Asia, Africa, yeah, and such, so forth. But we're just going to talk about Europe because that's what's important in this story. And in Europe, there are five, five and a half major, major leagues. And... Oh, let's say six, just to be, be fair to the Farmers Leagues. Um, so there's the Premier League, which is in the Eng- England. There's the La Liga, which is in Spain. There's the Serie A, which is in Spain, or I'm um, sorry, in Italy. There is the Bundesliga, which is in Germany. There is the Liga 1, Uber Eats or whatever it is. Um, I, think which the, is I think that sponsorship's done. Is now. it done now? I think it's done okay. this year. Um, okay, well, there's <laughs> the Liga 1 French League. And then there is the um, the 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 Liga Nos, uh, the the Portuguese league, yes. um, which are the so and so forth six yeah. biggest leagues. In, right behind them. Yeah, right, right behind them all. Um, the reason I brought them up is because uh, I Pen, was it Benfica and Porto were introduced to league or invited. Okay, so, yes. Um, so that's why. But anyway, so what was happening? What happens at all is you play in your respective leagues, and. Top four in the Premier League make the Champions League. The top three in Spain make Champions League. So a certain percentage of each league makes the Champions League. Right. Champions League is like the best of best the be- Europe. Yeah, Which all, team is the off. best in Europe? And and you face off in a tournament. Style. And a tournament style, yes. Uh, if, if you know somewhere what the World Cup is, it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um, and with what happened was, is there's definitely the different levels of teams which is very hard to comprehend. It's and it's very drastic yeah, compared to the very, NHL very. where Tampa and Buffalo yeah. the bottom teams. The worst team in England would probably get absolutely shelled. They make like billions of dollars yeah. less. Billions. Yeah. The difference so, is like the best English teams have like multiple hundred million dollars to spend each year. Yeah. The bottom teams, Which is how you get players. The bottom teams have less than five million. Yeah. Which and that's to sign everything. That's yeah. for staff, that's for players and such. Exactly. So there's a big drastic change. So most people know who the big teams are and who aren't, especially if you follow soccer. Um so with what happened was there was a I, I don't even know how to word it in the way, but there was another organization, I guess. That came out and said they are going to create this new uh, European Super League. Right. 
with what that means is, like we mentioned about the Champions League, you have to qualify for that. This European Super League, they just plucked out the best teams in all the big leagues and said, we're putting you in this. And within five years, there is five teams that were allowed to join in via, whether it's history, they determined it, or uh, play, current play, or whatever it might be. So it depends on how they played. But what that does is that takes away revenue, tons and tons of revenue from the UEFA and the smaller teams. Right. Um, because nobody wants to go watch a bottom team play this. Uh, yeah. Another um, bad team. Exactly. That I'm, I'm sure teams like, for example, Burnley make a lot of their money playing games against the likes of Manchester, of you know Chelsea. You yeah, know, just they they make a big bulk of their money playing these big teams. Supporters that are traveling and then yeah. people that are just paying to watch. Everyone wants to watch the best teams play, even if your favorite team's a poor team. Yeah, and, and all and, in all, and all in all, especially with the big teams, you have fans all over. The odds that there are, for example, a Chelsea fan in Brighton, probably pretty damn high. Very high, extremely high. Right. That's like that's like uh, it, it's very. It's different in, in hockey. You know, there's very different uh, fortunes. Like, obviously, I'm a Penguins fan. And I'm from Saskatchewan. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm a Caps fan, and and Jordan's a Caps fan. So, like, it's the same thing, but it's even drastically mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. there. So, what, with what it's doing is it's losing money to all the smaller teams. And soccer was built on a united front, yeah. very much so. Where very all about the fans yes and a you lot. think hockey fans can be crazy at times mm-hmm. a lot of you have never teams, seen a soccer especially fan. the really like old ones were built on working class people yeah and that is the core of it and that is what was meant to say exactly and this european super league was to they were to pay i don't know the exact numbers of it i believe it's like four billion dollars a team which and there was 15 teams that went into this so that's a lot of money and yeah. they don't make anything close to that playing in the Champions League. So it's all a money thing. Essentially, the idea was you'd put all of the eyes on these teams. All of the sponsors would want to be with this with this league because it's all the best teams with all of the eyes. Yes. And so the rich would continue to get richer, but the obvious is the poor the would poor get bought. Yes. Like, really bad. Really badly. And so when they said this, there was still something where... UEFA controls all the leagues yeah. and the Champions League. Whereas this other organization, they created this European Super League to try and, like Jordan said, bring all the sponsorships, eyes onto these big teams. And it's a facto. You bring more money to the teams, they'll want to go. Ugh. But nobody else wants this. Um, the fans are absolutely... I mean, yeah, the fans went so wild it took just two days for it to get shut down yeah it's at this point it's been shut down so it's really not really a debate anymore um which it was literally two days but ago, yeah just yesterday. the idea that this could have happened this almost happened and it, it's just what we're trying to say about it is it's big news because the richer church is trying to get richer yeah and and there needs to be ways that protect these other teams to keep them relevant and and give them finances because it's it's more than just 
the big teams. Because I don't know about you, but I think watching a game like Barcelona versus Manchester is so much more exciting seeing that once in five years than seeing it every couple weeks. Yeah, it, it is. Um, the biggest argument a lot of people made for, for from a watching standpoint is these these top top teams are so good that playing sometimes when they play each other it's boring mm-hmm. and it's because they're so good and sound defensively that just nothing goes through you can't even make a pass a into the box yeah into the box so sometimes it's extremely boring to watch those games now imagine it happening like once a week every week for a year the best teams playing against the best. It sounds good on paper, but it screws the smaller teams out of revenue. And it, it all in all, it makes the other leagues obsolete. And it, it makes it those does. games less exciting. It makes those games the, less exciting. See, Like I said, seeing it once every couple years is a lot cooler than seeing it for the 10th time in a in a couple months. Yes. Um, so, so, but the, the thing I want to get across as big as possible is UEFA, who are the ones that are against this league, um, I, I should go in depth about how they did. They they threatened to ban all the teams from coming into their leagues, the Champions League, everything. Any player. And any players from going to the World Cup, any tournaments of any such, which is unfair because the players have zero say in this. Exactly. Zero say. And a lot of them, almost all of them, were very outspokenly very against outspoken. it. A lot of uh, I had yet to see, other than the twelve man or president, sorry, that agreed to this and the organization of the league or whatever. I had not seen a single person agree to yeah. this. I mean, the thing a lot of people forget is, at the end of the day, these players are fans, just like you and I. Exactly. You know, like they they love the sport. They grew up watching it how it is exactly. and like, you gotta you gotta earn your way to the top and you can't just be they can add the best way i could describe it is what they're trying to do right now is saying oh detroit well i'm using hockey as answer so people can understand that don't detroit you have one of the best histories of all time in hockey we're gonna put you in the playoffs just cuz and that's arsenal <laughs> That's Arsenal. Um, <laughs> you have one of the best histories. You guys suck right now. Yeah. Or aren't great right now. Yeah. Or whatever the case You're in a transition. Be. Or you get a bye to the playoffs. Yeah. You get to keep that 16th seed just because yeah. you had a history. Yeah. That leaves teams that are have won and done very well recently. Yeah, consistently obsolete. over the last few years. And, and, and teams like Leicester... West Ham, West Ham, like just teams like that who have grinded their way up to the top, and and Leicester has been a top team for if you don't know who they are, they were a nothing team uh, eight years ago, seven, seven, yeah, something like, like that. seven years ago, not a nothing team. They were a Premier League team, but they're a, a bottom mid team. to bottom team. They won the league in 15, 16, 16, 16, 16 17, 17. one of the years. It and since then they've been consistently Champions League yeah. for, or Europa League because of that month, top six. Because of those money, because of that money, the minute you take that away, it's yes, exactly. Obsolete. The, the problem with the European Super League is you eliminate that opportunity. Nobody in the entire world 
would have bet money on Leicester winning. Exactly. The the money that you would have made for betting even like a single dollar is astronomical. Yeah. But the fact that it happened is so crazy and amazing. Like yeah, it truly was. Those an amazing are the stories that people remember, especially if you're a fan of that team. That uh, exactly. Be the Leicester team that's a fan oh, that season. Oh, hundred percent. And you'd be going crazy. It's it's also the fact of. There's there's a lot of young players like the best way to describe it for hockey terms there's this college player that comes out undrafted and just lights it up and every team wants him it's the sweepstakes to get him um, players like who was like Jimmy Vesey not that he turned out to be a great player but um, just this elite that player if this Super League had happened not a single one that is not on that Super League team would have gotten them because exactly. they don't want to go. They're not playing in the best tournament. They're yeah. not playing in the best leagues. You'd only want to play in the best. You only want to play in the best. And, and that's every player. And not no, to mention. No player coming up as a kid, for especially hockey, goes, oh, I made the AHL. I've done it. Yeah. No, you're going to grind your ass off and get to the NHL. And, and especially, you also have to consider these teams are making so much more money if you're you're getting contract offers, you can either go and make one hundred and fifty thousand playing for Chelsea, or you can go and play for Brighton and make thirty thousand. Yeah, so it's it's a big dynamic. Um, the but the one thing I do want to emphasize on this, we're making it seem right now like oh we gotta fight for these uh, for UEFA and all this stuff. Who is opposed to the Super League? That's that's not the case. No. UEFA. They're a joke. Is, is a joke as well. They have tons of problems because they're billionaires. And, and they're very care about money. Big time. And that's a big problem. Well, and they've, they've had the monopoly for a yeah. while. The, the best way I can describe it is, actually, I heard it on another show, was someone compared, the European Super League is like Thanos. UEFA is like the Joker. <laughs> Who would you rather be battling against? Probably the Joker, yeah. right? Because he's the lesser of two evils, yeah. but You're still evil. not a good guy, yeah. right? And and that's the portion we're trying to make. And the biggest thing is the Thanks biggest news that came out of this was the fans changed it. Yes, the fans beat money, which never happens no. in world in the world, let alone sports in anything. Fans or whatever the case may be. They mean fuck all. Yeah. To uh, in, well, in grand scheme of things, a lot of times, and the thing that the that these teams didn't re- realize, or I guess didn't consider, is that if nobody shows up, you're not making money. Nobody's watching. You're not making money. Yeah, and and they use this pandemic as well. Um, right. All the business force. owners were like, "Oh, we've lost so much revenue this year." They tried to use it as an excuse to do it when it was unacceptable. Like we said, though, European Super League, bad idea. Um, and it, it's just such a money grab. And yeah. It's disgusting and ruins the whole premise of sports. Yeah, the whole idea of competition. Exactly. A fair competition, most importantly. But, big but, big asterisks. UEFA needs to do better, and they and, need to treat their teams. And hopefully players. this is the catalyst that will set that off. And that's what people are hoping for. Um, and by the way, too, if, if you do follow this stuff, I do want to bring in the fact that everyone's going to be like, oh, well, some of the super teams said, no, they're good teams. False. 
That was very wrong. They said, they no, said no because they had to. They said no a day later after the fans had been like... Either either a day later or... So a lot of teams are orchestrated by fans. Yeah. Um, I, like like Dortmund and Bayern yeah. Munich and Germany. The, the German teams have what's called the 51% rule, which means that the teams can not be owned more than 49% by an outside... Yes. Um, organization. So, so the exactly. fans essentially own 51% of the team. They do. So any big, big news, basically it comes out, fans can just veto, go, no. Yeah. Not Because happening. there's a board um, of select, I would assume, likely season ticket holders or big, like, influential figures that are fans. What, yes. Um, whatever, whatever the case may be. I'm sure there's a board that decides on that. Um, and, and I believe it was the same, or sorry, and then in France, what the thing will say is, French team said no because they're partnered with UEFA. They have a binding contract with UEFA, so they couldn't do it. Yeah. Like even if they wanted to, if they backed out, they would have like owed them more money than what they'd be earning in the league. Yeah. So, but before you go out, if you do know a lot about this stuff, saying, "Oh well, it's at least some of the teams came out and said no, no, not a single team, yeah. and I don't think a single team." in all of soccer, would have said no, president-wise. Uh, a single team's president. Not a single one. Especially if teams like Liverpool and United and Barcelona, who are three of the biggest teams that are so mottos consistent about we are with the people. Yeah. Or, um, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Such like like Liverpool's slogan is we will never or walk alone or whatever. Yeah, we exactly. Will not walk alone or whatever. And they said yes to it. Yeah. So and I mean, like I said, Manchester United was built back in I think the either the late eighteen hundreds or the early nineteen hundreds, built on the working people of Manchester. Exactly. So that that is the portion we're trying to make. We just wanted to kind of discuss this because it's a huge news in yeah. all of sports. And it's gonna set off a lot um, of big changes. It's gonna set off hopefully. a lot of hopefully some positive changes. It's gonna make some big changes no matter what. Hopefully they're positive. Um, it's just something we kind of wanted to talk about with you guys, kind of um, educate you guys more on it. It's important. Um, it's very important because because things are the, happen, the, the rich can't win all yeah. the time, and that shouldn't be the case. And I'm not especially saying especially in fair competition. Exactly. So that is it for our podcast. We just kind of wanted to talk about a lot of different stuff. But um, if you did end up skipping this portion then you won't hear our awesome outro which is to go check out our Truly social medias on twitter instagram at the couch on ice uh you can still email us at couch on ice at gmail.com i have still not checked our email but we'll get on it you can still email me <laughs> anyways let's catch you guys next week on episode 16 you guys have a good day thanks for watching